Oh damn, we're in trouble now. All right, welcome back to another episode of We're in Trouble Now. And we are going to start right off with, Robert, how much trouble are Brendan and I in? Moderate amount getting higher. We were, we were very helpful. Brandon unplugged the rice cooker. Wait, I thought there was something in my eye. Yeah, my your eyes, eyes got lasered. Let me leave me alone. Yeah, there's something in your eye. It's your eye. Y- yes. So, Robert, do you want to tell him about your your um, experience with the laser? Yeah, it was super cool. Yep, my eyes lasered. It was sick. See, That's no, an awesome description. Yeah. Well, I was pa- I'm painting the stage. You didn't Dick. paint well, you shit. Let me finish. Because what's going to happen is everybody's going to think that you had like that laser surgery, so now you don't need to wear glasses. I mean, LASIK. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that what condoms are made out of? No, that's, no, it's that's latex. That's, latex. <laughs> that's what I thought. You, somebody really failed <laughs> at the sex ed class. Or the, I had the, a talk, talk with him. I had the same talk with him that I had with you. That explains why... Neither one I'm of you know anything. Yeah, we know nothing about the female I know it's body. latex. I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> oh my God. Joke. <laughs> so Robert, yeah. continue. So as it turns out, I, I have near vision, which means... Um, nearsighted? Yeah, I'm nearsighted. So I can't see very far away, right? Mm-hmm. And it is uh, your fault, but it's okay. <laughs> Everything is my fault. Yeah, it's but fine. That's no, okay. I, so okay, so I'm nearsighted, and because of my nearsightedness, um, I had a couple of holes in my retina. Um, really, wasn't I didn't think a big deal. The doctor was like, "Oh yeah, no, this is a big deal." I'm like, mm-hmm. oh okay, cool. Um, and he like examined my eyes through my eyeballs. Like, oh, I didn't even tell you this part. But so what he did, he had, he had this metal prong thing. You told me. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you the part. Oh, oh, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he has this metal prong and he's like basically kind of moving my eye around so he can kind of see the holes in the back mm-hmm. of my eye. But he has like this headlamp on the on his head and the light was so bright that I could actually see the veins in my eyes being reflected off off of um, the That's back of my trip. eyeball. It was so cool. Yeah, I could see, I could actually see my veins in my eyes. Hmm. Because the light was so bright, you know, because that's you know, that's what your eye is, right? It just yeah. reflects light, and mm-hmm. so there was so much light going into it. I could see my the veins, right? So he was basically just like, yeah, you've got, you know, you got a couple of tears in your eyes, and there's some fluid in there. Uh, we're just gonna laser it up, and you'll be all right. Hmm. Like, okay, cool, man, sure, yeah, what's no big deal. And so um, I sit in the waiting room because I had to pee, and then they call me over, and he sits me in this dark room. He's like, okay, you ready? I'm like, yeah, bro, laser me up. I get lasered. I like, this is pretty fucking cool. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah, why wouldn't it be? He was like, nobody's ever said that this is cool before. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get lasers in my eyes. It's kind of sick. But the, the part that did suck is because I was getting lasers in my eyes. My, my pupils were like super dilated. Yeah. Um, and so when I walked outside, I was really blinded. Yeah. 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 And that's when you got in your car and drove. to. No, I, I, Natasha wouldn't let me drove, so, drive. So I waited like 30, 40 minutes and then I drove to get pokey. Oh, well, I mean. It's a good thing you listened to somebody. Yeah. Wait, why couldn't you have driven? Uh, I had lasers in my eye and they, um, well, I'm just saying there was also, they also did this thing to check the pressure. So they like numbed it. So it was like everything. So was he really had blurry. dilated numbed eyes. See, the only thing I, I could think do of that by feel was that huh? like one eye just kind of like, if you're looking forward, one eye just starts sure. drifting. I'm not a chameleon, but it's, oh. yeah, it's fair. You okay. know, I saw a movie, it was an old movie, but Mike Myers was in it. Mm-hmm. It just, it was like so long ago. And he is just so amazing because he could literally make one eye go in. One mm-hmm. eye was going straight and one eye was going in. And I'm like, movie? it was, it was, um, it was about people, f- uh, flight attendants. It was like up in the air or something like that. It was, mm. it was you an mean soul plane. 
No. No, no. no right. it was just like a cute little rom-com from okay. the um, like the 90s. Okay. But he was re- it was way before Austin Powers. Sure. And so but it was just so funny because it's like you can instantly hear his voice and then it just kept on dripping me up because literally he could make one eye go in. Some people are like that, man. Some people are built different. Julie, uh <laughs> yeah. uh, so I married an ex. Yeah, dude. yeah. I don't know why that just came to my mind. Woman, yeah. whoa, oh, man. man. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. So that was your week. You had lasers in your eyes. Had lasers, and then something else happened, and then I don't remember what. And now I'm here. Hmm. Yeah. Bran, how was your week? Uh, it was good. Uh, I started uh, my YouTube channel on audiobook of s- ghost stories. Yeah. So that's pretty cool because they. I don't think they know about that. I don't think we Nobody mentioned it. Yeah. So if you want to, I know. I know. Is I told he, some people on my, my, my stream today, but I don't know if anybody was even there. It was more just like, I mean, because I had people, like people work, mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't know if they're really there yeah. or not. So I'm just like, okay. But yeah, I said it anyway. So I was awesome. like, yeah, dude, I started YouTube and all that jazz, and uh, I'm just reading ghost stories. Which is good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's really cool, Bren. Yeah. And then um, are you going to share it like on Instagram and TikTok and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to cut clips either today or this weekend and uh, I'm just going to put like little snippets on yeah, Instagram right. and stuff. Absolutely. And TikTok. Yeah. No, I mean, TikTok's harder though to cross promote. You have to be really careful on that. They, they won't let you do it. Uh, well, you much. don't, um, don't say YouTube. Yeah. Don't say YouTube. Yeah. Just, just post the clip in its entirety. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, Hey, follow me on YouTube. It's just more like, Hey, here's this. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. And what you can do is when you get really good, you can do TikTok lives and you actually read while you're recording. Yeah. See, I was also thinking about doing that with just chatting. Yeah. You're very well just doing it on stream. You just got to be careful about not getting distracted when people like type in chat. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, well I mean, could you, yeah, I mean, but I was going to say maybe what you could do is like, could you like maybe just like, instead of reading the whole chapter, just like give them like a couple of uh, like the first part of the story and then just tell them to. You mean what? Kind of like as a teaser. No, I know like, what I know what a teaser is. And what are you referring to? Like on his chat. Well, I mean, I could. You know, I can definitely do that. It's, it's just so hard. No, because I I wouldn't because that'd be such a weird switch, like change of pace. Because like, hey guys, we're gonna stop playing video games. I'm gonna read you six paragraphs. No, because remember you were talking about having like a a chat only yeah, stream kind of like where you talk to them. It's yeah. Just chatting, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's just chatting. I could just read the entire time, but I'd get bored of reading. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. It, I wouldn't cross plat. I wouldn't cross the stream. That's a good yeah. point. Well, I mean, there's just. I mean, there's the, the thing is, it's like it's so endless that there's literally I could do anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's more of just like now it's just I got to start getting it known. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, it comes in time, so I'm just gonna kind of sit patiently. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about habit forming. Well, also too, Funny. but it's about finding something you enjoy. I yeah. mean, because if you if if you're trying to do like a platform that you don't enjoy, it just, your energy is just going to be like schmant. Yeah. And I know I talked to like Robert about this too. It's just like, sometimes like on Twitch, I'm just like, dude, I, I just don't want to like only do one thing and then just get bored of fuck out of it. And just, well, like, that's why you're a variety streamer. Exactly. Yeah. So even though I haven't really been too much of a variety lately, cause I have found a game that I really do enjoy playing. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. You play the game you enjoy, that's but you, but you do have to consider that you are an entertainer and sometimes people want a certain game to be played. Yes, and then sometimes, yes, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, yeah. So. and that just comes with time. Oh well, yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, it is what it is. How about yourself? Mm, well, I don't know if I mentioned last week, but I've been in a funk. Mm-hmm. And um, I woke up today, and I'm a firm. That was my. 
Yeah, bro. It's chocolate chip cookie. Well, Why the fuck is there a chocolate chip? Well, because mom eats apparently very violently. So do you. Bro, I don't eat chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, but you had bread and butter and you dropped yeah. butter. Yeah, I dropped butter on the table. And also, too, we don't need to air out everyone's dirty laundry. Okay. Yeah, no, I was eating a, um, a protein bar the other day and it fell on the ground, but I was too depressed to bend down and pick it up because Liberty wasn't here to eat it. Why you would you realize it's chocolate, too, right? It is a carob chip. It's not really chocolate. Let's find out. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> Don't eat it. Yeah. So anyway. Um, what do you mean a carob chocolate? What the fuck is that? That's a baby chocolate? No, carob is um, like a chocolate substitute. Like in what way? It's not chocolate. It's carob. C-A-R-O-B. Is, is that still potentially dangerous for dogs? A do- a Dog, Liberty size, could have eaten that and it wouldn't have affected her. But you still don't give chocolate to dogs. I know, but it was the, just the point. I wouldn't have let Liberty have really eaten it. I was yes, just you sad. would have. No, I wouldn't have. have. I was just sad. Go ahead, Robert. What's why, why? Okay, now here's my question. Why does chocolate, is this chocolate just hurt the stomachs of dogs? Is that why? No, I think it's like poisonous. Like avocados are poisonous to dogs. Why do we eat them? Because they're not poisonous to us. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Googling right now. So anyway. Chocolate is poisonous to dogs mostly because of its theobrime content, which dogs are unable to met- metabolize effectively. If your dog eats chocolate, you should monitor them closely and seek veterinary attention if they show any symptoms or they have very or, or if they are very young, pregnant, or have health concerns. So anyway, so um, I have been, I've been blah. I yeah. mean, that's just the way it is. I've been sad. Yeah. And... Um, it just got to the point where I felt like, you know what? I always tell people like, if you're, if you're sad, just acknowledge it and let it pass. Yeah. But if it becomes too, if it sticks around mm-hmm. for too long, it becomes a habit, Yeah. you know? And I just felt like it was affecting so many different parts of my life. I mean, yeah. I started gaining a little weight. Um, I just was like having no joy. And so I just woke up this morning and for me, in order to get rid of these kind of feelings, I have to basically give it a shape and a name. Mm. So I named my funk Louise and I broke up with her today. Ah, yes. Her. Yes. She was, she was quite a bitch. And, um, and I just, it just instantly made me feel better. I'm just like, yeah, I see you. You know what? You've been hanging around and you know, you're affecting way too many parts of my lives. And, and so I had a really productive day. I mean, I did, um, two YouTubes. I did, Reels, TikToks. I went live on TikTok, which nice. I haven't been able to do since Liberty's passed. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I made more of a, more of a, a good thing. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My YouTube hours are over three thousand, so I'm super excited about yeah, that. Nice. So yeah, I, I, it, it's going to be okay. Good. That's all that matters. Yeah. What are you looking at me for? What do you mean? What do you keep looking at me for? What do you mean? You're just sitting there. Just I can do whatever I want. Also, by the way, my foot's should asleep. We, what do you want? Show, should we show Brandon your picture? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So okay. did you see that look that he was giving you, Brandon? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So to set the scene for everybody out there is um, Robert is very notorious for having a look. I have resting bitch face. Yes. yes. So we found this. Yeah, he's okay. smiling. Okay. Yep. Okay. Then I, I, I look so fat in that photo. Yeah, you do. I didn't want to say it. Well, that's, <laughs> it's because you had this. When was that photo? Why, taken? why do you smile? With, it was like, taken in December. This December? Yes. Well, you were a big boy in December. That was when you were working out a lot. Well, it's where the, was that? It was at the park, and you were mad at me because remember when we went to the park oh, and I had yeah, that purple I coat on? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and I kept on like trying to come up with really good ideas, yeah. and this was every time I came up with an idea, this was his face. 
Okay. So what should be? I have no neck or chin in that photo. So I was seeing this, and then I was looking at baby pictures, and I realized you're slimmer. He has the same look. Jesus, dude, you look pissed off. You still don't have a chin, (laughs) and you still don't have a neck. Great. And you're still scowling. You still got a big ass head, dude. You have a bigger head when you were a baby. I grew into my. Hold head. on, hold on. Who is that? Is that you holding him? Yeah. Do you have armpit hair? No. Oh, Wait, let me it looks see. like you have armpit hair. No, it was just the way my armpit was all um, scrunchied up. Mm. So yeah, no, that was before, after. Can we not show the fat photo of me, please? That is hilarious. Do I have fat photos of me? Of me. When no. were you fat? I was always fat. When were he you was, always, a, he, when well, was a baby. Yeah. When you were a baby, so that's not always. Whatever. Unless you're still a baby. <laughs> See, the no, thing is, is that Brandon grew out of his, his chunky phase about five. Robert, you grew out of it about 18. <laughs> you look good. You do look good. Now. I'd kiss you. You, and you weren't even, you know what, <laughs> again, you weren't even chunky. You sure? That photo didn't do very much justice. As, as children, you all ate very well. No, we did not. We yes, ate like like we were Hansel and Gretel and you were the witch. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're trying to get out of the gingerbread house? Was it a gingerbread house? I don't think so. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, didn't she lure them in with a gingerbread house? With a whole gi- house of gingerbread? Yeah. I fucking yeah. slap her and take the house, dude. You would slap her and take the house? I'd slap that witch. Okay. Do you think you could slap a witch and not get a spell casted on you? I don't know, Brent. I don't. Th- I don't think witches are real. Is Nessie you believe in real? ghosts and stuff too? Huh? Yeah. Do, do you believe in ghosts? Of course, I believe. It'll in also, thinks away a lot, dicks. I have to take Natasha to the scary haunted place now. Don't be a bitch. Both. It's scary. Don't be a bitch. It's yes. scary. The witch had a gingerbread house, and that's how she lured the children. Is in. this information um, yes. sourced? Yes, it's sure. it's called yeah. Google. Is it fact checked? Yeah, is yeah. It fa- <laughs> are the facts correct on this? Yes. You sure? Yes. Why I is it when Robert you. Google stuff it's correct and we don't? Because it's Robert. Yeah. Robert Google it. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> so um, you either start agreeing with me or I will start finding more scary things that Natasha will want you to take her to. Well, okay. What? What's so afraid of a dungeon? Like, what makes you so afraid of a dungeon? Well, there's just better parts of the castle, like the 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 skylight. Or is there like a pleasure hall? That's called the dungeon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. Um, I mean, I guess I'd like to see all of the castle. See, no, you can go in the castle. Let me ask you this. I mean, did they really, I mean, did they use it as a dungeon or was it more like a basement where they just kept their their fruits and vegetables? Contrary to popular belief, but I have never been to Europe nor used the castle at the time of its. So why are you scared of the Hotel del Coronado then? Because there are ghosts there. Yeah, the, you know, you don't know. You should take it there. I'm you, gonna have to. Yeah, they have to spend the right. night. Yeah. That's right. You should find the room. I think it's like three something. Don't say that. It's don't like three hundred. I don't know if it's like three hundred thirty-eight. No, because now you know which room I have to book. Now. <laughs> I'm just saying, you get to see a chick like a full floating apparition. You know, like, like in Ghostbusters. Yeah, don't exactly. Say but the that. Ghostbusters won't. Uh, the ghosts won't unzip your pants. Because remember in Ghostbusters, the ghost unzips his pants? Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> what ghost are you? You seem to know a lot about this ghost. I spent some time Ghost 308, and she will not unzip your pants, <laughs> no matter how many times you ask. <laughs> the it's ghost in 312, now she <laughs> will. <laughs> Spends a few weekends there. Yeah. As much fun as it is talking about my brother getting 
the paranormal <laughs> hand job. Hey, it's better than nothing. <laughs> why am I laughing? Because it's funny. Because <laughs> you guys are the same person. That's why. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I think that's cool, Robert. I mean, and the, there's all sorts of things that you can do. I still think you should take her to the Queen Mary. I think the Queen Mary is cool. cool. The Queen Mary is haunted and we full of elevators. went there. It the wasn't things, even haunted. It was so full of elevators that I could barely breathe. Just take the little stairwells. There's no stairwells. On well, the ship was made in the 1800s. You think they had stairwells? Yes. No. It's made in the 1800s. No. What? You don't think that they had stairs in the 1800s? Right. Yeah. How many, when we were there, how many times did you take the stairs? I honestly don't remember. We didn't take any. I don't even remember the fucking thing. The only thing I remember is walking through the creepy ass hall into the room. Yep. Do you remember getting chased by security? No, but right. I remember playing footsie with the chick. What? Yeah, there was a girl there and I played footsie with her. What girl? Brady, you were an eight. So? I think that was their daughter. Oh. Faith? Yeah. Yeah. You know, she passed away. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A long yeah. time ago. Yeah, what? A couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. What? I'll, oh. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, you know, my condolences. Yeah. She was a really nice girl. I liked mm-hmm. her. Yeah, she was yeah. really cool. Yep. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Ghosts. 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 I think we have ghosts. Don't, don't say that. Okay. Why are you so afraid you know of ghosts? Every, okay, I'm this not afraid. I'm very respectful from a distance. But that's being afraid it's not being afraid you know it's crazy what? and i thought about this the other day so when i was up in monterey and we went yeah. to like it was with my ex mm-hmm. yeah and uh we went to go feed lions and shit and mm-hmm. feed elephants and i remembered i don't know why i remember this but when we were feeding the lions and like the tigers and shit they were goats we, no we fed the tigers but like the lion was going from one side of the cage back without breaking eye contact yeah. with like all of us he's but, like i'm gonna fucking murder you that's normal it's crazy you're lucky he didn't spray on you yeah, actually, I really am. But it was just, it was insane, dude. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but like. Have I ever showed you my video of the Jaguar doing that? No. Oh, here, let me show you. Were you like out in the wild? No, I was in Mexico. Yeah, dude, you know. Oh. But it's just, it's so, I don't know. There's something so intimidating about seeing a huge, like, cat just pace back and forth without breaking eye contact. I, I saw a TikTok um, a couple of days ago where those people were like out in the Serengeti and the lion actually crawled up into the um, Jeep with them. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, they don't crazy. Do you know I saw a TikTok where it was like some um, it got caught on the ring doorbell, but some big old black bear chased a lady and her dog all the way into their front house, into the into their house. Well, yeah, dude, it was like food. Oh, here's a lion doing it. Yeah, no, but the lady was like, she goes hauling ass into the house, and then here comes the dog because she had like a little yippy dog, yeah. and the little dog turned around to try to like protect the house, and they're like all screaming at the dog to get in the house, and as soon as the dog turned around and ran in the house, just this massive black bear just comes crashing into their front porch. Dude, yeah. that's yeah. insane. Well, they yeah. probably try to feed it. Well, no, I think they the it was trying to eat the dog, but I mean, and I know the lady was running for her life, but she probably should have picked down and picked up the dog. That's a good point. You know. But, I mean, at the same time, like, in the, in the moment of adrenaline like that, yeah. you don't... But really don't you think that running... Here. He does the same... He was doing the same thing. No, this thing was massive. Really? Dude. Well, how big is massive? Well, that's a male lion, probably. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a male lion. It wasn't a lioness. It was a male lion. It was, like, I don't know. It had full mane, everything, and this thing was just a big a boy. a jaguar and a lion. Dude, jaguars are so cool. They're I really know, cool. they're so pretty. Yeah. Especially like black jaguars. I think they look sick. Jaguar. I have one of those. A jaguar. Huh? Jaguar. 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 Yeah. That's what I said, a jaguar. Why are you saying it like that? Because <laughs> that's the way you're supposed to say it. Jaguar? Jaguar. That's a crazy jaguar car you're driving. Yeah. Why? I don't know. All right. What All do right. you say it as, Robert? Huh? Jaguar. Yeah. Jaguar. You know, like, Natasha says we say mobile wrong. 
Mobile. Or mobile, yeah, mobile. She says mobile. Well, did you tell Brandon that they spell hummus? Oh, yeah, they spell hummus weird. How do you it's spell? It's like H-O-U-M-O-U-S or some shit. Hummus. Yeah, hummus. What the fuck? Are yeah. That's not weird. Then they, they don't say gas, but it's petrol. Yeah, they go petrol. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And then say that, and then like vitamin, and then aluminum. Vitamin, is that like the stuff in a snake? Then, no, that's venom. <laughs> battery? I don't know. I don't no, know. No, it's anything. battery instead of battery. I don't know. Oh. Like, so you need a battery to get the petrol out of the venom and put it in the jaguar. Okay. We've said too much. You guys have already gotten me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say we're about to get in trouble with a lot of All people. All right. So we are starting Chapter 9 of Atomic Habits by James Clear, and I'll be doing the reading of this week. And the name of the chapter, excuse me. What happened? Brandon's putting his book on my book. Well, you, you know what that. happens when you hold your book up like I'm that? Not, you I'm might trying well to read. I am trying I to read. I know, but you, with your little holes in your eyes, are like putting the book right in front of my face. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot this is all about you. Okay. <laughs> well, it would be nice if they could see me all so right. I well, can well, have a reaction like. Who fucking <laughs> reacts like that to a mom, self-help mom, book? Mom, mom, mom would. So we are on Me? chapter nine of James Clear's Atomic Habits, and the name of the chapter is called The Role of Family and Friends in Shaping Your Habits. Now, I know last week we were not a big fan of chapter eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel yeah. like he kind of redeems himself right here in chapter nine. He doesn't really go like into this weird like existential crisis. He doesn't seem to like try to make any, like, any crazy examples mm-hmm. or like any far-fetched things. He, he kind of hits it home right here in chapter nine. I agree. <laughs> yeah? I'm glad I agree. you agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So basically what he's talking about is... Um, Oops. He starts off the chapter with a like a story about this this I think he's a Hungarian man who meets the school teacher and they have like three we have three daughters. Now he conditions his daughters to be like world champion um, chess players because he was he never really believed in actual like raw talent or being like a genius or anything like that. He said that hard work outweighed talent or, or mm-hmm. being a genius. So what he did is he found a girl that was like willingly like on board with this experiment, and he had three daughters. All of which grew up to be like world-renowned chess players. Um, all they did was eat, sleep, and breathe chess. Like so, they would, you know, they mm-hmm. homeschooled. They um, went to local champions and everything like that. And they actually ended up being really, really, really successful. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of generally the whole premise of this chapter. It's it's surrounding yourself with uh, social norms that would influence your habits. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically. Uh, it says right over here on this chapter 115 at the very top, it says the seductive pool of social norms. And he says, Human, humans are herd animals. We want to fit in, to bond with others, and to earn the respect and approval of our peers. Such inclinations are essential to our survival. For each of our evolutionary history, our ancestors lived in tribes. Becoming separated from the tribe, or worse, being cast out, was a death sentence. The lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. And he's basically just talking about like, we don't choose, he said, he goes on a little farther. He says, we don't choose our earliest habits. We imitate them. We follow the script handed down by our friends and family, our church or school or local community and, so, and society at large. Each of these cultures and groups come up, come with its own set of expectations and standards, when and whether to get married, how many children to have, which holidays to celebrate, how many, how much money to spend on our child's birthday party. In many ways, these social norms are invisible, are invisible rules that we guide our behavior each day. You've all, or you're already keeping in mind, even if they are not at the top of your mind. Often you follow the habits of your culture without thinking, without questioning, and sometimes without remembering. As a French philosopher, Michael, not going to say it because he's French, wrote the, <laughs> custom that wrote, the customs and practices of a life in society sweep us along. 
Most of the time along going along with the group does not feel like a burden. Everyone wants to belong. If you grow up in a family that page turn rewards you for your chess skills, playing chess will seem like a very attractive thing to do. If you work in a job where everyone wears expensive suits, you'll be inclined to splurge as one as well. If your friends are sharing an, an inside joke or using a new phrase, you'll want to do it too. So there you, uh, so that, oh, so they know that you get it. Behaviors are attractive when you, when they help us fit in. Uh, we imitate the habits of three groups in particular, the close, the many, the powerful. Mm -hmm. Each group offers an opportunity to leverage the second law of behavior change and make our habits more attractive. So really what he's saying is like birds of a feather fly together. You're going to want it if you would like to start forming a successful habit. You okay? Is there many ducks? N uh, no. Oh. What about mind. ducks? Those from Mighty Ducks. I mean, it, I'm oh. sure they used it, but no, it's a, it's a little bit older than Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, it's like, you know, like minds think alike kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. basically what he's saying is if you would like to adapt a habit that you would like to form, it's easier if you kind of start intertwining yourself with that kind of social group. Um, so like, let's say, you know, you want to, um, start underwater basket weaving. You start joining underwater basket weaving reddits. You know, you start watching YouTube video. Why are you looking like that? Because who the fuck are underwater? Like, no, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a hip form. It's that's how, how do you make your baskets? Um, I buy them. You buy your baskets? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> you make them handmade underwater. Yeah. So basically what it is is, you know, if you like to form a habit, you kind of throw yourself into the habit and you put yourself along with like peers and like-minded people. Uh, he puts a lot of imitating or, um, a lot of references and things like that. Uh, for example, it says imitating the close proximity has a powerful effect on our behavior. This is true of the physical environment as we discussed in chapter six, but it's also true in the, on, of the social environment. We pick up habits from the people around us. We copy the way our parents handle arguments the way our peers flirt with one another, the way our coworkers get results. When your friends smoke pot, you give it a try too. When your wife has a habit of double checking the door to see if the door is locked before going to bed, you pick it up as well. I find that I often imitate the behavior of those around me without realizing it. In conversation, I'll, I'll automatically assume the body position of others, other people. In college, I began to talk like my roommates. When traveling to other countries, I occasionally, or excuse me, I unconsciously imitate the local accent despite reminding myself to stop. As a general rule, the closer we are to someone, the more likely we are to imitate some of their habits. So basically, again, he's just talking about like, you know, if you really want to get in like Quinn in regards to habit forming, you kind of want to like dive head first and start, um, you know, looking up to inspirations. That's why you have like, you know. Well, I think the the big point is, is that you have to be really careful. I mean, who you're with. I mean, yeah. you can, if you, let's just say like, for example, I mean, for like the parent child sure. role, we don't really have a choice as to who our parents are. Yeah. So at that point, we have to really conscientiously decide whether or not we're going to follow in their mm -hmm. uh, in their habits. Yeah. You know, it's that's why they always say it's like if it, like an alcoholic parent. Mm -hmm. If you have an alcoholic parent, chance parent, your chances are you're going to become one. Mm -hmm. So I mean, and if you come from a healthy environment, mm -hmm. that's a cool thing. If you don't, then you really seriously have to like make some big changes. Yeah. yeah. Well, like they say, like, you know, you are who you hang out with. Yeah. You know, if you start associating with bad people, you're going to start doing bad things. If you associate yourself with, you know, good people, you're going to start doing good things. He actually mentions that on the second, on the page following. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny because Barbu always, that was always her big thing. Yeah. She was like, she, if she did not like who we were hanging out with, mm -hmm. she was adamant because she just, you know, and we were always like, we, no, we're, yeah. you know, we're, we're our own people, yeah. you know, we'll make our own decisions. And we always got in trouble. See, that's exactly because like I hung out with the kids that weren't the best. You mm -hmm. know, like I started picking up just habits of fuck all the. I mean, I was already like not a good 
well, kid you in seek school what you're anyways. Looking for. Yeah, so I was just more like the rebellious kid. So I was like going into that. But the funny thing is about the imitating the clothes is with us. It's like with Papa, he was always yeah. thirty minutes early. So it's mm-hmm. like we picked up the the mm-hmm. the early habit mm-hmm. of getting everywhere on time, yeah. or we would get pissed. Well, that would fall under the first and the third one, the, the close and the powerful. The, and the powerful. That's right? Yeah, the, we I looked. We looked up to Papa, so we imitated Papa. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were close to Papa, so we so we imitated him. You know, there was a lot of mannerisms and things like that. I remember sometimes. Especially right after he passed, right? You'd be in the garage and you'd have his hoodie on, and I could have sworn that was Papa. The way you moved and like the way you just kind of went around the garage, you had literally like his mannerisms, like word for word, or like literally step by step, the exact same mannerisms as Papa. I slouch. He slouched. You slouched like an uh, like an eighty three year old <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> see, but the thing is, is I see a lot of mannerisms of Papa in both of you. Yeah. And where what you picked up from him, I did not. Mm-hmm. I was no- I'm always notoriously late, as yep. was my mother. Yeah. Yep. And it drives yep. us crazy. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't think you've ever been to a doctor's appointment on time. Yeah, yeah. The eye doctor. I was there on time. We were there on time. Yeah. We were there you were, on time. You were there on time? Yes. No, because why did I go early? I, I had to go first. No, you, you went you, early because you were fucking there early. You, no, no, because we you got just, there no, at the same time. No, mom said the appointment was at 1030. The appointment was set for 1015, 1020, 1025. Nobody told me that. No, no, and no. Yes, we were yes, all yes. there. No. I was there in time to make my own appointment. You just took it first because you got there no, first. No, they were in increments of time. Yes, they I don't. They do not take three blocks. Why would they schedule three Because we're family. Appointments? No, it's not. Even if you're family, the doctor cannot see three people at the same time. It makes more sense if you schedule it in blocks. Yes. And you did not tell anybody that it was blocks. Time management. Time management. No, time management. It would be easier to see three people at once. How? Uh, let you me see your one, eyes. You have, step to you the have side. One machine. Let me see your eyes. You have step one to machine. The side. Three people. Let go. me see your eyes. Step to the side. Yeah, we got to disinfect. Let me it. see your eyes. Step to the you side. You don't have to disinfect it. We're yeah, family. They, no, they need to disinfect. Fuck you guys. Yeah, I wouldn't d- d- disinfect. So needless it. to say, Robert. I mean, yes, you did get there before us, but you got there early. very early. You got there super. We got there at the same time. Yes, we did, and we walked in Maybe together. You're more like mom than you thought. How? We well, already know you're more like mom. Yes, we. This is burnt in my mind, and I can't. I can't argue the fact that it's the truth. Yeah. So yes. So anyway, um, it's, it's, we both picked up different mannerisms from, you know, you're more Papa's, mm-hmm. I'm more Barboo's. Okay. Yes. I don't know. You but you're also Barboo. In what way? Everywhere. You're, In what you're, way? You're the, a little shrew. Yeah, you're just, ah, ha, ha. Everybody does that, it's you do that. You're a little sparkly that. pony sometimes. What do you mean I'm a sparkly pony? Oh, well, that's right. Yeah. Whatever Natasha yeah. said last time, uh. Yeah, you're a little sparkle pony sometimes. Sometimes no, you're a you're little a, bit you're of a, a prissy DJ. pony. Yeah, well, I believe was prissy the word that everyone decided on. I don't know. But anyway, you what know, what, sometimes you do have some barbie. Pouty. That's right. Sometimes you are a little bit of a shrew, and but that's okay because you know what? You're supposed to be a little bit like Papa. You're supposed to be a little bit like Barbie. Yeah. You're supposed to be a little bit like me. Uh, <laughs> you had me until the end. Huh? <laughs> you had me until the end. <laughs> you know what? You're more like me than you think. That's true. You know, you both are. You you just, you, yeah, dude. You know what, and that's just the whole thing is, it's like if, if, you know, I don't understand why being like me is so horrible. Um, (laughs) I mean, I can give bullet point projection. You're great. (laughs) See, here's the thing. Now, these people are, you know, our listeners are going to think like you all are mean to me. And, um... Which I would like to tell them that you kind of are, but wow. I'm just kidding. 
No, it's just how we talk to each other. Yeah. We, we we talk to each other in a way that most people aggression would think, is our love language. Exactly. Most yeah. people think that we are very mean to each other, but it, we know that we don't. It's just all jokes. Well, the problem is too. We all like talking, and so like the only way that like only way that you know, for real. Really <laughs> the only way to get somebody to be quiet is to be mean and hurt no, their it's feelings. No, to be louder than the other. Uh, yeah, that's why I was louder. Or unless than your them. mom and you interrupt you. All the time. See, I just talk. I mean, <laughs> that's just the whole thing. It's like if I waited for y'all to be like in your turn, I would never talk. So yeah. I just, you know, I just, and it's so funny because Barbu used to say the exact same thing. She always be like, I march to the, my own drummer. And that's kind of like, beat? yeah, march to the beat of my own drummer. March to my own beat? Of my own drummer. Yeah, you have to finish when the When the fuck... <laughs> is that really a lyric? I thought it just cut off there. No. No. Right, what, you're like Steve Carell in uh, Dinner for Schmucks. You may call me a dreamer, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You think they had beats back in the 1800s? Yeah. yeah. What? The, the <laughs> I marched to my own beat. <laughs> He's like <laughs> w- walking across Egypt with like yeah. sandals. You never know. Wait, hold on. There, there's, that's really a march to the beat of my own drum. drummer. Who the fuck came up with that? I don't know. Somebody who uh, had their you? own drummer. Yeah, people who like were inventing paper and pens and shit. We're yeah. still writing by candlelight. It's a very, very old saying, but you do. It's you march to the beat of your own drummer. Then who? Why does everybody say I march to my own beat? Nobody does. Actually. <laughs> You're the only Wait, one. really? Yeah. yeah. I thought I've heard multiple people say it. Who? Only multiple you. people. <laughs> yeah. Name one. Uh, I two. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's too long ago. It's weird. Yeah, no, it's March to the Beat. Of really? Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah, you learned something new. Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, he continues with, um, you know, he says, one ground banking study tracked 12,000 people for 32 years and found that a person's chance of becoming obese increased by 57% if he or she had a friend who also became obese. You okay? Yeah. We're on page 117, the very top right. Yeah, I, I, okay. I'm following. It works the other way too. Another study found that if one person in a relationship lost weight, the other person would, uh, the other partner would also slim down about one third of the time. Our friends and family provide a sort of invisible peer pressure that pulls us in the right direction. Of course, peer pressure is bad only if you're surrounded by bad influences. Uh, when astronaut Mike Massimino, 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 how you Massimino, Massimino, yeah, it's Massimino. Yeah, when Mike Massimino was a graduate student at MIT, he took a small robotics class. Of the 10 people in that class, four became astronauts. If your goal was to make it into space, then that room was about, was about the best culture you could have asked for. Similari- similarly, 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 but similarly. Okay. Anybody listening to this podcast is going to think we're literally high. What the fuck were you singing? This is a Tim Chimaru. It's a Mary Poppins. It okay, was simile, simile. Okay. One okay. One sim- study similar. found that the higher your best friend's IQ at <laughs> at age eleven or twelve, the higher your IQ would be at fifteen. Even after controlling for natural levels of intelligence, we soak up the quantities, qualities, and practices of those around us. So really, again, they're just saying like you know, be who you like, hang out with who you want to be, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, just the environment. Yeah, the environment. Yeah, yeah. put yourself in an environment so th- that you want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think this would have would have transitioned really well into the previous chapter instead of like making weird bird analogies or animal analogies and things like that. Wait, he, that was he, a bird analogy? Well, he was talking about how like oh yeah, the, birds know, the, the birds. Feather. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's not it at all. He was talking about how the <laughs> bird. Uh, you know, you can't just <laughs> you know, say. You know how the bird was marching to that drummer. Yeah, you know the, the bird who was marching to the beat. <laughs> yeah, dude, isn't that that yeah, the one uh, like the, the Affleck duck? 
You know, uh, Gilbert Godfrey died. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, Wait, he yeah. was the Affleck duck? Yeah. Oh, really? I did not yeah. know that. No other person in the world sounds like the duck, Bran. I don't even have television. I thought it was um, like computerized. You thought it was computerized? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a computer duck. For real? Yeah. Oh. Mm. It says, one of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. New habits seem achievable when you see others doing them every day. If you are surrounded by fit people, you're more likely to consider working out to be a common habit. If you're surrounded by jazz lovers, you're more likely to believe it's reasonable to play jazz every day. Your culture sets your expectation for what is normal. Surround yourself with people who have the habits you want to have yourself. You'll rise together. So Brandon, what kind of habit do you want? Um, beach volleyball. You want to be in the habit of beach volleyball? Yeah, but I don't like the sun. This one time we were playing volleyball. Um, it was it was all the guys in us, and Corinne was coming back from Hawaii, and my friend Corinne She's is like, like seven. six seven, and she was on a full ride scholarship to Hawaii State <laughs> for volleyball. Remember that? Yeah. And we were playing volleyball, and she, I don't remember what we were on our. She was on our team, and she was like, "The volleyball courts are so big, you can land a helicopter in." And then the next serve, they served it right at her, and it hit her right in the face. <laughs> it was so funny, square in the face. Her arms weren't even up. It was hilarious. Like forehead action. Where were you at? Uh, the park next to, you know where the um, um, the Hazard store is. The yeah, yeah. It's there's like a park right to the right of that. Oh, okay. Um, we're uh, we used to ride our bikes there when we were like really, 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 really little. Okay. Yeah. Hazard store. We were on seventy nine or no, um, Pachanga Parkway. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you keep going down Pachanga Parkway, that first light on the left, there's a park right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you actually, I think you played soccer or not soccer. No, we never played soccer. It was stingrays, bro. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, baseball. And then yeah. I remember. I, I signed you up for soccer once. No, Wait, you, didn't. you didn't. Yes, I did. No, Nobody showed. didn't. Oh, story. You were young. You were like five years old. And okay. I signed you up for soccer. Uh-huh. And we literally drove to the soccer field, took one look around. We never got out of the car and we drove for away. For real? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Couldn't do it. Just the whole soccer mom vibe. And really? just like, it was like, it was two Stepford wives for me. And, really? and you didn't want to get out of the car. You're like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine with me. And um, yeah, I signed you up for soccer, bought you all the shit. And we just, you just, you wouldn't get out of the car. And I, I didn't force you. So American. These colors mm-hmm. don't run, dog. Yeah. So yeah, you were, Americans you came soccer. this close <laughs> to playing soccer. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't imagine Robert playing soccer. You can't imagine me running. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had allergies and, you know, rolling around in the grass in wasn't asthma. good. In mm-hmm. asthma. Yeah, okay. I was kind of a fucked kid. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm nearsighted. Yeah, Yo, sure. you couldn't make a... What the hell happened, dude? What'd you do to me? I overcooked you. I guess so. <laughs> can't see. I can't breathe. I'm allergic to shit. So am I, dude. Allergies kill me every time this year. Yeah. They? Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. My nose can't stop running and I have to sleep with, like, sleepy nose strips are you still using those strips i have to use nose strips because mm-hmm. yeah. then like the other day i was laying on my pillow and i had my i didn't have my nose strips mm-hmm. and i sat there i was like really i was like trying to breathe i was like i can't breathe for shit i'm dude. bringing those to england you should yeah because he's snoring like an elephant yeah, Natasha, don't fucking say that dude he snores I, I just convinced her that i don't snore he snores oh, lord i have, i don't snore i you have snore. video of you snoring you, it could have been liberty the no. lights were dark the the, the video was dark. my little sweet liberty she never snored. sounded like liberty that. snores allowed she snored but not like that so yeah, you sound like a, she's a light when, sleeper so do you remember when i'm gonna, liberty I'm gonna w- triple strip up and just have like six on my nose dude 
Do you remember when Liberty would howl in her sleep? Yep. Yeah, and then yeah. she would also kick. Yep. And then yeah. she kicked me, and then I kicked back. Did you yeah. really? You did not Dude. kick my dog. I didn't kick. I nudged, like a sweet little nudge. And then she'd be like, what? I'm like, I don't know. Go to bed. She's yeah. like, did you do that? And you're like, I don't know. And you're like, all right, sleep. Her night howls were terrifying. They were funnier yeah. than shit. Yeah. Okay, so continue, so, Robert. We're still talking about you know forming habits with like minds and groups. It says nothing sustains motivation better than belonging to the tribe. It transform uh, nothing. Excuse me. Nothing sustains motivation better than belonging to the tribe. It transforms a, a personal quest into a shared one. Previously, you were on your own. Your identity was singular. You are a reader. You are a musician. You are an athlete. When you join a book club or a band or a cyclist group, your identity becomes linked to those around you. Growth and change is no longer an individual pursuit. We are readers, we are musicians, we are cyclists. The shared identity be begins to reinforce your personal identity. This is why remaining part of a group after achieving your goal is crucial to maintaining your habits. It's friendship and community that uh, embed a new identity and help behaviors last over the long run. So again, he's kind of referencing the herd mentality of humans. Humans generally, as a, as a you know, they're, they're a herd animal. Humans are a herd animal. There's no debating about it. Uh, and it's more effective to form a habit if you're in a herd that is going towards the same goal. See, I agree. Um, and then in a, in a way, I kind of, yeah. You know. What would you, where would, I knew you would find trouble in this because you're, that is just you. She's like, I'm a lone wolf. Nope, yeah. not even a little bit, but okay. Well, yeah, no, I mean, to me, it's like, um, I don't know. I, you know, I love people and I love being on social mm -hmm. media, but I'm not really big for joining like book clubs and stuff like that. I'm more. Are we in a book club? Yeah, actually. Well, it's with my family. Oh, okay. Yeah, isn't that heard? So, okay. So, well, the, I think the thing is too, is that right now you, do you have a habit forming? Would you like to form a habit? Okay, so for the sake of the podcast, um, let's pretend you are having a, a habit formed. What okay, so I started running. Okay. And then I, I, I didn't. I got sick and I didn't feel good, and I haven't ran since. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran so, once. I got sick, and there we go. So, what? so what he's trying to say is maybe join a running club. Yes. Not even a running club. Maybe you had a running partner. If you had well, somebody you won't else, run with me. I'm not saying me. I didn't say me at all. I wasn't even. Don't look at me. <laughs> My knees are shot. Yeah. So it like the, what he so said. So find more friends. I would have to find more friends in order to. You would make have to network. Yes. Yes. But he's no. saying for the okay. Let's pretend you have a friend, right? So what he's saying that is she has lots of friends. <laughs> you made her sound real sad. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Sorry, you don't got friends, but let's just find you a okay. friend. For the sake of argument, your friend is here, right? It's easier to... We're her friends. Yeah. Okay. So let's say for the sake of this but argument, Brandon is running with you. That's Because Brandon impossible. just admitted that he is your friend. Yeah. And <laughs> I like how you guys laugh at that. Fine, we're not friends. Fuck no, we guys. are friends. No, we're not I like the fact that Robert just solidified that fact. Yep. You're like, if I repeat those words, it's a You fact. are mom's friend. Yeah, You're really. You're friend. I'm mom's roommate. There's a difference. <laughs> Listen, That's friends. I'm here. Yeah, like I really, it's a lot like getting locked in a prison cell. We just, I'm just doing my time. See, <laughs> I do. But I think that, I mean, I consider you both my friends. But yes, Brandon and I are definitely friends. Yes. Some would say best friends. <laughs> <laughs> so. I would, yeah, maybe we can get like a matching shirt or something. There you go. No. So you and mom are, are running, right? It's easier to keep the habit forming yeah. if you have like accountability, if you have somebody to like, hey, okay, when are we running next? Having that other person in that liked yeah. interest, it helps your habit stay consistent, right? So Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Yeah. 
And I wasn't finding fault in it. I was just saying sometimes we can achieve things on our own also. Yeah, but yes. it's easier to not. It's easier to have uh, either accountability buddy. It's easier to have somebody to motivate you. What? Well, that's what accountability AA is. Accountability buddy? Well, that's what um, AA is all about is having an accountability. It's exactly it. That's mm-hmm. the exact same rubric in which he's applying mm-hmm. in in um, AA in real life situations. Yeah. Right? It's easier to stay sober if you have other sober people oh, to yeah. be with. That's a, a group mm-hmm. identity, right? It's easier to identify as somebody who is sober or as somebody as an alcoholic, when you're amongst peers, um, who it's, have it's, the like-minded goals, who have like-minded mm-hmm. goals, it's 100. That's mm-hmm. a that's a really really good example. Thank 100%. you. 100. Look at you guys getting all buddy buddy. No, I felt like I just got the answer right in in second grade. Yeah, you did great. You want to share? For what? I don't know. Gold star. Gold star. It says Whoop. on page 120. <laughs> whenever we are unsure how to act, we look to the group to guide our behavior. We are constantly scanning our environment and wondering what is everyone else doing. We check reviews on Amazon or Yelp or TripAdvisor because we want to imitate the best buying eating or the best buying eating and travel habits. It's usually a smart strategy. There's evidence in numbers, which I think is pretty cool. Basically, it's just talking about like, you know, like herd mentality again. Yeah, because it's easier to slip up by yourself. Because like I try to go to the gym when I stopped going to the gym yeah. and I try to go by myself mm-hmm. in the mornings. I did maybe like two weeks solid. I was mm-hmm. fine. And then after that, I was like, Fucking hate my life. Yeah, like dude, waking up at four thirty to go to the gym at five. Yeah. Well, it's easier. You have, like I said, if you have somebody like That's okay, yeah, yeah, you know, like you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. accountability, buddy. Mm-hmm. But it was more just on me accountability, and I was just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And then he talks about. Uh, he goes a little bit farther. He says, but there is there, but there can be a downside. The normal behavior of the tribe often overpowers the desired behavior of the individual. For example, one study found that when a chimpanzee when the chimpanzee learns an effective way to crack nuts open as a member of one group and then switches to a new group that uses a less effective strategy, it will avoid using a superior nut cracking method just to blend in with the rest of the chimps. Hmm. Humans are similar. This is uh, there is tremendous internal pressure to comply with the norms of gr- of the group. The reward of being accepted is often greater than the reward for winning an argument, looking smart, or finding the truth. Most days, we'd rather be wrong with the crowd than right by ourselves. See, no, I just, I can't get behind that one. Sure. Mm-mm. In what no. way? I just, I pride myself on my individuality. Mm-hmm. I pride myself on not fitting in. Sure. And it just, but just by saying like, I would, I, you know, compromising your individuality to fit in is normal. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I just don't think that's a, he- a healthy practice. That's understandable. But he's also referencing that like, he also goes down into saying, um... Let me see where he put it. He has a really good point. It says the human mind is no, uh, the human mind knows how to get along with others. It wants to get along with others. Oh, it it wants to get along with others. This is our natural mode. You can override it. You can choose to ignore the group or stop caring about what other people think. But it takes work. Running against the grain of your culture requires extra effort. When changing your habits means challenging the tribe, changing is unattractive. When changing your habits means fitting in with the tribe, change is very attractive. See, that's what my entire social media platform is about. Sure. Is is fighting that that culture mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if you go with the with the masses, mm-hmm. the masses say, you know, for example, like um, women, um, you I, in fact I just did a YouTube on this about hair hair length. Mm-hmm. You know, long hair means you're young, you know, there's youth. You mm-hmm. cut your hair, it means you're old. Sure. And it's just if we if we if we try to fit in, if we go with the norms of society, we're never truly going to find our own happiness mm-hmm. because we're always going to be trying to fit in. And when you try to fit in, you don't have that, 
you know, wear what you want. I'm going to get a tattoo at any age. I'm going to wear Doc Martens regardless. Yeah. Sort of, um, sort of feisty little spirit. Yeah. And, you know, we're different people, but there's some people, I mean, cause like I get it. Like, you know, um, if, if you start changing to fit in, then you change your own, like you lose your own self of like self image. Yeah. It's just like, well, you know, this is what I think, but I guess to fit in, I should do this. Well, I think you guys are looking at it in a very narrow scope. I What's think, the wider scope? Sure. Well, allow me to continue talking. Talk. But, but what I'm saying is that you're, you guys are saying that like, oh, we just, you know, we pride ourselves on fitting out or changing, standing out. We pride ourselves on not being a part of the group. But you have to remember too that it took you guys this long to get there. Right. So I'm not saying that like, oh, you know, in order for a habit to be formed, you have to go with the, with the herd and things like that. You, you guys are saying that, hey, listen, up until this time, we are we we found who we are, we found our identity. Now we can stand to stick out. Right. Well, yeah. That, I mean, until like I was 27, for sure. sure. I mean, I was like two years ago, 27, because mm-hmm. I mean, like I was, you know, I was hanging out with the bad kids because sure. like I wanted to do a lot of drugs, and then I was just wanting to be reckless. So again, I was hanging out with the bad kids. Mm-hmm. And I still had friends, but it was just like there were. I don't know. I was all, I was like from probably like 24 mm-hmm. up to 24. I don't even think I hung out with like many people. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I did like, you know, how you were talking about like, you know, if you want to join something, you go join it and you start hanging mm-hmm. out with those people, you know, and that was with Krav Maga until yeah. I broke my leg. But yeah. it was just like, but I see what you're saying. But in the general sense, I do agree with what he's saying. Yeah. I, in the, in the very broad sense. In the I, habit forming sense. Yes, we have to remember the, that he is talking about forming yes, habits. In the right. habit forming sense, I do agree. You have to, because like if you, for example, if you're going to quit drinking, you can't hang out with people that go to a bar every 100%. night. You know, it's just, it's counterproductive and it just makes it too hard. Yes. But just his just constantly like, you know what? It's easier to fit in mm-hmm. with these people, with these habits than to find your own is where I had well, a little bit of a problem. Maybe he's talking about, you know, like, hey, if you do it one way, but they do it the other way. But maybe there's a reason that they do it the other way and your way is different. But like maybe doing it their way, it somehow comes up with an easier way to get to the way that you did it. <laughs> We need Natasha. She was the only no, person sorry. that could She's the only person that can decipher yeah. what the fuck was she would, said. She would listen to this and she'd be like, the chips are wider. Well, yeah, yeah you got to think about it. If you do it one way, that's more, um, what do they say? Efficient? It, yes. And mm. then they do it another way that isn't as efficient, but it comes up with the same uh, results. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's something else that comes up with that less efficient way that's more, pr- more efficient than the efficient way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Wait, that doesn't make sense? Not at all. Yeah, I, so, I, I, but the scary thing is, is I totally get what you're trying to say. So basically, he's saying regarding the habit, for, <coughs> excuse me, habit forming, it does help to be in that herd. It does yes. help to be in that social yes. group, right? <clears throat> I mean, how many times have we, have we done something where like we knew the answer, but we didn't say anything, whether it be in class or whether it be like, all you know, time. all the time. Yeah. You didn't want to stand out, yeah. right? So it's easier to be a part of the herd than it is to stand out. So that same implication can be applied into habit forming kind of thing like that. Yeah, but you remember how you took offense to the chapter last week where yeah. you're like, it's, you know, you don't want to trick yourself. And that was like a really, that really bothered you um, sure. on your own moral mm-hmm. standard. This kind of bothers me because mm-hmm. it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't, you know what, don't, if you want to form a good habit, just don't give up your own identity and join the masses to have that habit. I don't think that that's any, any better than what he was saying last week. Okay, just for the sake of being devil's arg- uh, sure. advocate, like, how would you apply that argument that would be in, like invalid? So, like, 
let's say you want to start running, right? You're like, uh, where would the, where would the conflict be? And I be? definitely think, I mean, I definitely think like finding people who you want to run with mm-hmm. is great, but let's just say that you have like a couple of different, you meet at one spot and mm-hmm. you have three different areas that you can run and you enjoy one better than the other because maybe it's just your preferred path. I think at that point, you, you know, it, it's like, do you be like, well, I'm just going to run to this harder path that I don't like just because that's where everybody else is running. Or do you just be like, Hey, you guys go do your run. I'm going to go run this path that I like and then enjoy your own run. Well, do you well, see what I'm saying? No, I, I got a little confused on what you, but what I'm saying, <laughs> and this is okay. So say if like you, you like the path that, you know, you like to run, right? Yeah. So you ran a path. Yeah. They know a shortcut through said path or, you know, an efficient route in said path. And you're like, hey, I take this way. Yeah. They're like, no, no, you got to go this way. Would you still take said path instead of just run with them? See, that's just the whole thing. It's it's like they're like, hey, I know this new path. And you'd be like, oh, okay, let's try it out. It's, but it's not a new path. It's yeah. a path that's already there. So like say but it's, it's just a, a path circle. that you haven't tried already. No, so no, no, no. Brandon's no. example, you were the one that knows the shortcut. Yeah. yeah. So and the other, let's say you're with three people. The other two don't know about it. You're the only one that knows. And so Brandon was saying, you know, hey, you're like, hey, I know the shortcut. And the other two are like, mm, I think we're going to go this way. Do you take the shortcut or do you go the, do you go with your friends? See, and that's just, the, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it really depends on you. I mean, if, if I just don't think it every single time you need to be like, well, if they go this way, that's the way I go. I, sure. I don't think, I don't think it's more of just like, oh, if they do it, I'm going to do it. It's more like you just want to be with them doing it because it's more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. No, I take it as, I mean, basically he's point blank telling us that we're just herd animals well, and that we no, follow humans are, humans but that's are the thing. Yeah, animals. it's it's the satisfaction of running with people it's instead just of just running a, by yourself. But it's just, to me, it's such a slippery slope. You know what? It, it, to me, if you start compromising your individuality in mm-hmm. one area, it's really easy to, to, no, to, to do it. In I another. think, but I think, I think you're thinking of it in too big of a grand scale. Yes, I, I agree. Th- I, I think know. if you're thinking it, like, if you're like, well, I, if I don't take the shortcut, even though my friends don't want to, I'm going to lose my sense of self. And I don't think that's the case. No, no. And I know that I'm, I'm like, I know that I am like hyper fixating on this, sure. but like I said, just how it kind of like bothered you mm-hmm. in that context of it did last week yeah. to me, it just, anytime that somebody says, you know, it's just easier to fit in and go with the mm-hmm. flow that bothers me because then that, what happens is people lose their identity. They're, individuality Mm. and if you just be quiet and you just go with the flow then it just becomes so easy and then all of a sudden you're like well you know what maybe i'll just wear beige and you know what well society says i'm supposed to you know conform to this and it just it's such a um it it just to me it's like no you know what if you want to if you want to Color outside of the the lines. Color outside of the lines. Sure, but I mean, I would still argue that he is. I would agree with him saying that they're herd animals. I mean, even though you you don't want to, if you want to stand out, you can still find other people that are wanting to stand out and yes. associate with them. I think I think there's there's a a, a feather for every cap kind of thing. And I agree. What is up with you guys in these fucking <laughs> just one worded just slogans? Well, those aren't that's, that was more than one word, but <laughs> well, I'm one sentence to one go. sentence slogans because. Who says that? A lot of people. Well, he's always talked like a, an old timer. Yeah. He's you always know, had old timer But what talk. I'm, what I'm saying is though, like I, I, and I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, especially cause you've built your platform on standing out, but you also too have built a platform of people who are in the same herd 
in terms of wanting to stand out or in that terms of yeah, individu- absolutely. individuality. And yeah. absolutely. And like I said, I know that I'm hyper fixating sure. on this, mm-hmm. but anytime that to me, I just think it's, it's a message that has to be repeated yeah. that we don't always have to fit in. No, of course not. And that's not what any, that's, I mean, he's in that's a hundred percent, but also at the same time, it's just, it's funner with people than to doing it like then to kind of yeah because you it's, can it's totally the satisfaction it's like, it's like the dopamine thing yeah. it's just like oh cool yeah. it's, i'm gonna have more enjoyable you know enjoyment mm-hmm. doing it this with them because like what if you're running and then they throw up and then you i laugh just at think them. he i just think the way that he worded it oh, made yeah. it very mindless well, Stand I, out well, yourself. no i think i oh, to be honest with you i think that th- this the way in which you word it um i don't want to say it upset you but it, it's definitely something that you advocate um, into like being yourself, being, mm-hmm. being individualistic. And so when you see, uh, trigger words like hurt or, you know, stick in the path, compromise, yes, it kind of raises yeah. a lot of red flags for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm saying that, you know, there is, there, there can be herds of different things for different people. Right. Yeah. He makes examples of like people who just want to, you know, work out or people who want to play music, uh, jazz or people who want to like start bicycling. You, you, you very well. See, can, yeah, I know. But it fundamentally as animals, we do want to fit in. No, we, we, we are. Yeah. yeah. And we do want that pack, but mm-hmm. it's just, such again it's such a slippery slope of mm-hmm. like wanting that pack and and not losing your aden- your individuality sure but you can still be a part of the pack and have, you have your individuality your indiv- that's I mean, you, all you, i'm you saying you call yourself the tattoo crew right so yeah. you have your own herd of people who want to be individuals and who want to express themselves creativity or create creatively um, so you, you are in yourself with your individuality and, you know, have <laughs> created a herd in a, in a sense. Correct. I agree. So, no, know, yeah, so, and I, and I, and I, and I respect you for, I knew you would, you would kind of pick up on those, those kind of trick, those mm-hmm. fla- red flag words. And I, and I respect you for, um, you know, just making it a point, but I well, do think you. that, you know, there are, you know, you could even be a group of two or three, right? And still be in a herd, right? You don't have to be in the masses. Yeah. And I know, I just know that, I mean, from past, like before I became mm-hmm. sober and before I really felt like I had a voice, yeah. I did compromise a sure, lot. Sure, absolutely. 100%. You know? We all did. And yeah. I remember like times where it'd be like, oh, let's go out to lunch and, and start drinking. And you know what? And I just, and I did it. And yeah. it just, that herd mentality to me is just really, it's, you know, something that I fight against yeah. because I just remember how horrible my life was when I was mm-hmm. in, you yeah. know, just following along. And when and you do, and when, like when you do compromise, you don't feel good about it too. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wins. Right. No. So, I mean, I can see why those, you know, those words are red flags again into like, especially too, because this whole book's about forming successful habits or, or good habits. It's really hard to form good habits when those words bring see, up now, those illicit here's emotions. an interesting thought. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> no, it's fine. Let me just finish talking and I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, dude. yeah, dude, I started drinking. I'm like sorry, I didn't. I you should be like the presidential debate when your microphone just cuts off while the other one's talking. Yeah. Okay, so finish your sentence, Robert. So, stop <laughs> it, Brandon. So the the interesting thing that I wanted to say, and, and I just didn't want to lose my train of thought, and sure. I do apologize, That's Robert. Okay. But I I sat here and I'm all like, no, I'm not going to be in our, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to follow this and I'm not yeah. going to compromise. But when we're together and on, I have trust mm-hmm. in both of you. Mm-hmm. I think I'm extremely accommodating and, sure. you know, I value your opinions mm-hmm. and, and I'm not like, no, I think it should be this way. Yeah. So maybe in the broader sense of things where I was trying to get to is if you are with people who you can trust f- to have your own best interest, mm-hmm. maybe it's okay to let down that guard a little bit and, you know, 
Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we're all about forming successful habits, right? So if you're associating with people who can't let you form successful habits, then that's just, that's a clear indication that you're in the wrong group, Mm -hmm. you know? So like you said, that you can also be in bad groups or social groups that would form bad habits, right? The people who are smoking, the people who are drinking. If you're, if you find yourself in that situation where you just aren't comfortable forming these successful habits with these people around you, then that's a clear indication that you don't need to be in that group. Mm -hmm. Okay. See, I compromised. I, I, well, I think that instead of just being like, no, it's black and white. No, absolutely. I, I definitely want it just to be like, there are, there are times yeah. where if you are around those people who are, you're safe with, then it is okay to, yeah. well, we have, you know, we are having a discussion and yeah. that's the thing though too, is like we both acknowledge each other's point of views and we, we kind of say each other feeling right. And that's the whole stuff. That's the whole reason this book or this podcast, right. Right. Is to kind of analyze and we're not, we're not supposed to agree on everything. Right. It's perfectly normal. So, uh, going down there, he says, imitating the powerful, he, he leads by saying humans everywhere pursue power, prestige, and status. We want pins and medallions on our jackets. We want presidents or partner in our titles. We want to be acknowledged, recognized, and praised. The tendency can seem vain, but overall it's a smart move. Historically, a person with greater power and status has access to more resources, worries less and survi- about survival and proves to be more attractive male or mate. Sorry, mate, mate. Um, <laughs> we are drawn to behaviors that earn us respect, approval, admiration, and status. We want to be the one in the gym who can do the, the most, uh, who can do muscle ups or the musician who can play the hardest chord progression or the parent who is the most accomplished children because these things separate us from the crowd. Once we fit in, we start looking for ways to stand out. Okay. And then we're turning the page. Kind of like the people that are like, oh, I am the best first grader. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, you know, they, they stand out amongst the herd. They stand in amongst the crowd, right? So like he says, once you fit in, you can stand out. Yeah. Once you've kind of found your successful, like, group, then you can find ways to to um, kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. the best. Yep. I says, we are, all, we are also motivated. It says, uh, high status people enjoy the approval, respect, and praise of others. And that means if a behavior can get us approval, respect, and praise, we find it attractive. We, also motiv- we are also motivated to avoid behaviors that would lower our status. We trim our hedges and mow our lawns because we don't want to be a slob of the neighborhood. When, uh, when our mother comes to visit, we clean up the house because we don't want to be judged. We are constantly wondering what will others think of me and altering our behavior based on that answer. The Polger sisters, which is uh, mm-hmm. we didn't the mention, but players. they were the chess players mm-hmm. uh, there, the daughter of the guy who made them chess players. Mm-hmm. The Bulgur sisters, the chess prodigies mentioned in the beginning of this chapter are evidence of the powerful and lasting impact social uh, impact, social influences that can affect our behavior. The sisters practice chess for many hours each day and continue this remarkable effort for decades. But these habits and behaviors maintained their attractiveness in part because they were all, they were valued by their culture. From the praise of their parents to the achievement of different status markers, like becoming a grandmaster, they had many reasons to continue their effort. Mm-hmm. And scene. And scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I know I have like little triggers and everything. That's understandable. Yeah. You know, and I just, again, it's just, it's something that I just, I. Do you think it's just because you spent so many years fitting in uh, or like compromising to fit in to not stand out? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, as a child, I was the invisible child. I mean, Brandon, you, you, you fall into that category of like, I just did whatever the fuck I wanted. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, because you felt invisible. I mean, well, yeah, at that point I just didn't care. So I just did whatever. And I think it comes from being invisible and then, and then, you know, when you're in, I was invisible as a child and I was just, you know, I, 
I wanted to fit in. I, I didn't know who I was. Yeah. So I fit in and I, and I just, and it just led to years of just sadness and, and addiction. Yeah. And, and so, you know, now it's like, no, you know what? We can stand up and we can be ourselves and we mm. can be heard and we can be seen. And it's just really super important that people know that. Sure. Um, in, in, in a, in a very broad sense. Yeah, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. In a, in terms of a f- habit forming, I think like he says, you know, it's, it's better to fly with, with like-minded people. Yeah. And you know, it, and that's what, what, what is the, but it's flying like, with <laughs> flying with Brandon, like you, my, okay. So Brandon, let's, let's hear you. You say one. What do you want to say? Say anything. A bird. Anything. In that dog just don't hunt. <laughs> what? I'm just trying to say it. That, that's a big saying. That's another saying. The dog don't hunt. That dog just don't hunt. Where, where's that one from? Uh, it's from back East. You've like, been back east. Like so watch, in New York? Okay, so um, no, it's just it's a pretty common thing. I th- you know what? Truthfully, I'm way older than you, and I've never heard Here, of that one. Let me Google it. That dog just don't hunt. That dog just don't hunt. I don't know. They're like I'm trying to think of quotes. The wood. Um, it uh, says. <clears throat> Moss grows on the north side. Says, that dog won't hunt. It says in U.S. The idea will not work. That is inadequate explanation or pro- proposition. And in quotations, you can cook eggs on the street. Synonyms are. It says apparently originating <laughs> from the southern United States. The phrase may refer to a hunting dog that refuses to do its job. Oh, it's oh. so hot it's out. South. I can cook eggs on the sidewalk. Yeah. Okay. There. I mean, that's one. You're yeah. right. Correct. That means it's hot outside. Do you yes. guys want to do? Hang on. Wait. Um. Because like. Where are you guys even coming up with don't, this? Don't things? don't lump me into no, this. Yeah, okay. To, to the, the dance to your own drum. Beat to the you you march to the beat of your own drummer. Who's drumming? Your it's your own drummer. Who, that means, who that do you means know you, how to drum? In my head, I do. It's tippity tappity tippity tappity tippity tappity doo tippity tappity tippity tappity tippity tappity. I regret this. <laughs> All right. Here we go right here. Okay. 88 very British phrases that phrases that will confuse anybody who British. didn't grow up in the UK. Ooh. Okay. Give okay. it to me. Hey, I got to find one. Well, there's, there's 88, 88 of them. them. Uh, this, How hard is it fine? Okay. Uh, it's not even like sayings. They're just they're just like words. Hang we'll on. say it. Let's say a word. Will you just will you just give me a goddamn just second? Speak. Biscuit. Biscuit means Biscuit's um, a cookie. Mhm. This is all American shit. Crisps. Crisps are crackers, right? Car crash. Car crash? Yeah. Car crash. Yeah. So exactly what I said. 50 common (laughs) British phrases to impress your British mates. Okay. Now we're ready. All right. So it's just again, they're just words. So just say, a, say word. a word, dude. We're sitting here on the okay. pins and okay, needles okay, of our okay. seats. Here's one. Uh, altipot. What the fuck is That's that? An altipot is the thing that you put all your pots in. Nope. Referring to something <laughs> failing miserably. Yeah. That explanation was altipot. Yeah, because how is because it goes altipot. So I just failed this. Now it's altipot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you uh, the, the in, in in America we say well that just went to pot. You said no. You say oh that dog just don't hunt. Yeah, you just say that went to shit. Yeah, I'm marching to my own drummer. All right, this next one. I haven't seen that in donkey's years. It's donkey's ears, ears. or years? Oh, years. <laughs> you said years. 
Yeah, years. That that means that you haven't seen it in a really long time because donkeys live for a really long donkey, time. Donkey's years translate to a really long time, mainly because donkey's ears kind really of sounded long. like donkey's years and became a rhyming slang term. See, I got it right because I said donkeys live for a long time. Oh, you guys won't get this one. Give it to me. He's such a chav. This bitch. That means that your lips are kind of chapped. Chav? Because <laughs> you need chavstick. <laughs> uh, this is a... Uh, a specific kind of stereotype, a working class person who is loud or brash and wears usually fake designer clothes, especially very classic uh, Burberry check. That's mm. hilarious. Yeah. When you go to um, England, will you buy me something Burberry? I don't know what that is, but yeah. Very expensive. Oh, then no. <laughs> you just showed me fat pictures of myself for like an hour and a half. I'm not going to go get you something expensive. I'm just saying. I'm going to get you a Burberry gift card. Okay. Just take a picture of one and just I'm send it to take a picture her. of me in front of Burberry. Yeah. I don't even know where there's a Burberry in London. There is one in San Francisco. Oh, we well, were I'm in the Burberry gonna... store. Were we? Yeah. Remember that's where that nice lady talked to me about the... Why, why, why do I need to go to London to get you a... Because... Is it B-U-R-B-E-R-R-Y? Burberry? It's B-U-R-B-E-R-R-Y. Or exactly. B-U-R-B-E-R-R-Y. I don't know. There's Burberry. three in London? Okay. You know... So, well, yeah. So, what's why, the problem? Why would I? Maybe need... it's cheaper over there. No, it's not. It's well, the, I don't know. The British pound goes for more. Maybe than in the uh, airport, US like the duty free. Really? Yeah, it's like one thirty-two for every U.S. dollar. That's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. So wait, so that, so if we go over there with a hundred dollars, we yeah. get more. No, we go there with a hundred dollars. We would go. It would be equal to like uh, ninety of theirs, or eighty of theirs. Yeah, you should probably go with more than a hundred bucks. Why? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I can live So okay, so if I if I have a dollar yes. and in England the pound is one thirty two, yes. you would not be able to buy something for one pound with one dollar. Why? Because you would still need thirty two cents. You would need one dollar and thirty two cents for every one British pound. But I know what my dollar is for. What is your dollar <laughs> for? Dollar. Okay. So they're like, Great. Uh, you need more money. Give it to me. <laughs> Float me the thirty-two cents. Yeah, I don't and I'll think do that'll that. work. I don't think that'll work. Okay. Yeah. Tell me, fuck did off. I, um, I did a, a YouTube on um, dating because remember because we did the podcast yeah. on Sunday yeah, we're about find our, a British girlfriend. Yeah, about like the perfect first date in dating, and but I told a story of like one of my like really bad first dates, and one of my really bad first dates was we went to Knott's Berry Farm. And the guy had no money. Mm-hmm. And so we, <laughs> and well, like, like I told him, I said, I don't expect anybody to pay my way. I don't expect to pay anybody's way. So the guy had zero dinero, How zero dollar. Um, oh gosh, probably 45. Oh wow. Is this no, this was recently. Fuck. Yeah. This <laughs> was, I was, um, yeah, I was working, um, yeah, I was working, um, in escrow. Yeah. So um, we go there and it's like... you remember like, his name? No, I don't remember his name. Okay. But... Um, Did you guys drive together? Yes. We drove together. Did he drive? He drove. Okay. But <laughs> I, I, I drove to him at where he lived with his mother and then we drove to Knott's Berry Farm. Okay. Now we get there. We had the, already had the tickets. So we get to the park. He had no money. And so I'm like, well, dude, I don't know what you want me to do about it. You know, I'm not paying your way. So I guess he felt a little bad about going to Knott's Berry Farm. He didn't have any money. So I'm standing there and he comes up and he's got like this Knott's Berry Farm um, souvenir. And I looked at him. I'm like, 
where did you get that? You have no money. And he's like, oh, I stole it. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, I am going to Uber home. And I just was like, nope, we're done. We, just take me back. Just take me back. I'm done. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot be on a first date with somebody who won. Um, doesn't, you know, he didn't even have enough money to buy his own corn dog. And then he tries to, you know, apologize by stealing me um, like a snow globe. Do you still have it? No, I oh. didn't take it. I wouldn't accept it. I put it back on the cart. Okay. You know, I've got a moral code. Yeah. I got a story about knots, but that can be for Sunday. There you oh, go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I might, might not have the best taste in men, but I have a moral code. There you are. Yeah. yeah. Are we done? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I mean, we can. Uh, we're at 115. Yeah, we can stop. Oh, well. I, mean, I have so much fun with y'all. Yeah. Yeah. You okay? Well, Lance in your pants? No, do my legs keep sleep like falling asleep and my butts are tired? Your you butts know, are tired? My butts tired. Robert, what's the saying for that? Don't sit on your butt. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good saying. You're welcome. Yeah. So um, we are we'll be back again um, for our second podcast. I had so much fun on, yeah. on that one. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So and I just hope you all know that I feed these two before. We'll be. F- are you two in? <laughs> no, we'll be. F- <laughs> No, I'm just looking at that light out there. That's so weird. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So I'm just going to end with, you know what? If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can message us all. I am gray hair and tattoos on all social media platforms. Oh, yeah. If, they want, like, if you guys want us to talk about anything on our pre-balling episodes, let us know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give us a message. Let us know. We'd love to hear some suggestions. Mm-hmm. Brandon, you Don't are... Don't Die Disco on all platforms and Twitch and YouTube. And Robert is uh, sure no Robert Robert Pike Pike on Instagram and Sherbert on TikTok and YouTube. So until a couple time. of days, we'll see you then, everyone. Bye. Bye.